You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. Tuesday, 28 November, Purple Group results are due today, maybe, if not by Thursday, they are in breach of the JC listing rules. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb Global Headquarters in Johannesburg, South Africa. On the show today, we're chatting with Gary Boyson from Rand Swiss. I want to touch on the Zeda results. Uh, that's Zeda Car Rental, not Zeda Agri. And then the Standard Bank 10-month uh, uh, trading update. It was actually, I thought, a, a fairly chunky update. Stephen Joffe from Invicta on results. Modest HEPs growth, but it's a tough trading conditions out there. And certainly, the their interest bill is going higher. I suppose no surprises around that. Uh, and then Martin uh, Hattadani, he's a senior manager for retirement at NMG Benefit, talking around retrenchment. What can you expect? What's the process? What is your legal expectations and, uh, and process? The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb, totally irresponsible to adopt NHI bill in current form. Business calls for the National Council of Provinces Health Committee to relook the bill and consider proposed amendments. This thing is going to court eventually. Business Day, City Power says it is fixing its load shedding timetables. City says schedules for stage five and upwards are being revised. Morning markets, uh, the US was red, S&P of 0.2%, NASDAQ down a tenth of a percent. Over in the east, it is mixed, Sydney up 0.4%, Tokyo down 0.2. Commodities, mostly green. Gold, $2,036 an ounce. Brent, eighty fourteen a barrel. Uh, platinum is the red at nine twenty four. Palladium, 1079 Rand, 1863 Bitcoin, 37100 10 cent is off 1.1% in the Hong Kong lunch break. And top 40 opening call, a red open, 70 points to the down, 0.1%. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Chilling now with uh, Gary Boyson from Rand Swiss. Gary, appreciate the early morning. Zeta results, and it's their first sort of full year results as a listed company. I thought not bad. I mean, negative cash flow, but they're investing into the business. They've got decent revenue growth, uh, decent return on capital, and they they do seem well positioned. I suppose the big issue is how many car hires are we going to have in the in, in the year ahead from uh, tourists, government, and business. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely a, a good set of results. So revenue up twelve uh, percent to nine, you know, just over nine million, uh, nine billion at least. Uh, you know, looking at as you said, the return on investor capital eighteen percent, well above their their weighted average cost of capital, which is sitting just a touch below thirteen percent. So, uh, you know, you can't really argue with these results. I mean, they're paying down their debt. Uh, the unbundling debt obviously has been unbundled mm-hmm. from Barlow World, as you said. The first the first listed uh, the first set of results is an independent listed company, um, and managed to pay down that 1.55 billion in unbundling debt uh, then the uh, net debt down to 4.8 billion so all in all looking looking pretty solid and uh, if you, if you look at it as you say what what is the outlook uh, for this business uh, and i think you know investors have to look at it and understand that this this whole segment is going to go through a lot of change um, now the ceo is already talking about uh, you know 
essentially the, the move of the way that they're going to change mobility. So they're, they're launching something mm-hmm. called iLease, which is specifically looking at the, the 12 to 48 month uh, rental market. And, you know, the way that, uh, you know, Romacella Ganda talks about uh, this opportunity is is really trying, it's, it's almost like she's explaining the, the uh, car B&B versus like an Airbnb. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's about, you know, flexible leasing saying that you know you can we can essentially meet your mobility requirements without you having to go and buy a car you know pay for motor plans pay for mm-hmm. services and all this it's just a clean and simple way to get from place to place and and as i said this whole segment is going to change significantly we, we, we could in the next 10 years see you, you know a viable you know autonomous vehicles being rolled out in south africa now, how is that going to change the, the outlook for, for this company? You know, we, we're looking at a, a, you know, a very different way that fleet is managed you know, via apps. I mean, can you imagine it's logging on saying, I need this car, it arrives for you, it takes you where you want to go. It's almost competing with Uber to an extent. So it's, uh, I think it's, it's definitely a, a business in flux, but you, you can't argue with the results. This is an established company you know, through the Avis and budget brands. Yep. They have done exceptionally well. They're leveraging the increase in tourism uh, and, and certainly in, in business and corporate travel. So yeah, a stable business for now, but I, I think a, a sector that's going to go into flux. Uh, but yeah, good results. Yeah, I take your point. So, so, so it's Uber meets Airbnb. Standard Bank, 10-month uh, results to end October. A good update. I mean, yeah, some of it was a bit of shine coming off. But I mean, for example, costs were still double digit, but below cost increases, below the first half of the year. Not much hard numbers, but broadly a good looking update, which the market said, yeah, we expect nothing less. Yeah, not not a huge reaction uh, in the share price for what I also thought was a very good uh, update. So looking at Standard Bank, still very very cheap, uh, you know, compared to the other banks. When you consider that, uh, you know, it as as it said in the update, uh, the return on equity uh, is expected to remain well anchored uh, between seventeen percent and twenty percent. That that is a, a really really good looking number when you consider that uh, likes of Capitec sure is at at twenty five, but I think a very different business and, and priced very differently to Standard Bank. If you look at Capitec, you're talking about a trading 12-month PE uh, of around 24, with Standard Bank's at, at 8.3. So, so obviously a lot cheaper, you, you know, in terms of that. But, but the ROE looking looking almost equivalent. First round sitting, you know, a touch higher at at 19, uh, you know, just just under 20 percent uh, ROE. But uh, you know, also a lot more expensive than Standard Bank. So, so yeah. very good number. You're know, obviously discussing, uh, you know, you know that that uh, strong positive jaws. So they they costs, yes, are elevated because we understand that, you know, South Africa isn't growing and it's a very difficult operating environment. You'd expect credit impairments to be increasing, um, but but not increasing as fast as uh, as the money that they're making off, off the higher interest rates. So net interest margin uh, doing really well. So yeah, a, a very good update, uh, not expensive. Uh, you know, the bank is well capitalized. So yeah, it looked good and I was surprised we didn't see a little bit more from the share price. Yeah, and, and those impairments, I mean, not even yet at 1%, which is their top end of the range, which I thought was a really good number. Leave it there. Gary Boyce at Rensfors. Always appreciate the early morning. Your money can do more when it's investing with conviction. Our partnership with J.P. Morgan Asset Management gives you access to in-depth, broad market research and high-return investment strategies. So invest in a select set of companies with long-term structural growth potential with Stanlib's Global Growth Fund. Seek more returns at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanley Bassett Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money.
I'm chatting with Stephen Joffe, Invicta CEO. Results for six months ending September, revenue up 12%, net profit up 8 HEPs up just a cent to rand 69 a share. Stephen, appreciate the time. A challenging period, rand volatility, load shedding locally, high rates inflation globally. We've still got wars in Europe. A good set of numbers considering what was undoubtedly a tough period for you and your team. Yeah, we were very satisfied with the results for the period. I think your introduction, you articulated well. I mean, the major challenge for us in these results was the rise in interest rates. And that, you know, with the additional costs of our borrowing and our preferences, made a difference of about 25 million rand on the net profit. So, I mean, you have to see how well your business has to perform to achieve that result. In light of that, we were satisfied. You mentioned preference shares. You did a share buyback about, what, 49 million during the period, and 3% yeah. of that was to preference shares, only 1% to ordinary, to reduce that debt burden. I think they both offer tremendous opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I keep on saying, each time our investment committee sit down and we reflect on acquisitions, we generally <laughs> we reflect on the opportunity to buy back our own shares. And often the buyback options are winning. That's the point. I mean, we've chatted around acquisition opportunities. I imagine you're still getting a lot coming across your desk, but not quite meeting muster. Certainly, you've got a cash pile. Yeah, you know, Simon, I think one of the corporate finance guys was talking to me the other day, and I think over the past year, they have looked at 100 opportunities. Mm -hmm. And you can see we basically did two. (laughs) So you must see how many things that we aren't doing. And we're very, very cognizant of where we trade and our multiples where we trade. And we're not really looking to do stuff that's earnings dilutive. So we are bound by what we do and we're looking to bring on value for shareholders. So that's a tough space, but we'll carry on looking and we'll try to find the right deals for us. Right deal, right price. So you're also looking for deals beyond the borders because you've got the stated target of 50% of earnings from beyond South Africa. Absolutely. We carry on looking a lot outside South Africa and we'll continue to do that. We actually got there a lot quicker than we thought, but we got there on a devaluation of the currency not necessarily the scale of the businesses. So I think we need to just re-strategize exactly what our goals going forward are, and we'll probably look to do that in our last board meeting of this year. You mentioned the currency there, because certainly RAND volatility, the weak RAND, depending on the business, can cut either way. For you, it does give some benefit. In South Africa, it does give benefit for sure. For us, probably a slightly devaluation RAND is probably the best operating environment. Mm-hmm. The difficulty is when the RAND bounces, you can be put on the wrong side of a currency trade like in a day. So those are the tough calls. So first, just gentle decline is probably the right environment, which protects your inventory. The, a rapidly rising rain would be the biggest risk to businesses like ours, where you'd have stock bought at the wrong price. Do you try and hedge that? Or is hedging a bit of a mug scam? I mean, hedging's great, but at some point the hedge unwinds and then you've got the jump. Yeah, we certainly do hedge everything we bring into South Africa, and it's part of our DNA. But, you know, I'm talking if there was a rapid appreciation of the RAND going from 19 to 15, yeah. that could hurt us like in a space of time. Supply chains, we've chatted a lot about these. And my question is, are they back to normal? The answer is the ports are becoming a worse and worse problem. It's funny, I was, I was speaking to our chairman, you know, we've gone from COVID where we couldn't get stock, then we couldn't get ships, then we couldn't get containers, and now we can't get whatever we've got outside the ports. I mean, so it's just carrying on. In a way, we're a little bit fortunate that, you know, those sort of challenges that we learned through COVID and keeping inventories at the appropriate levels Mm. have just seen us really through this period and seen us through smartly. And I'm imagining in your business, I mean, air freight is just not an option. 
Most times not, you know, like when we bring in big capital equipment, there's no option yeah. to bring it in by this rate. And we have to just deal with whatever the port throws at us. Load shedding, how much does that hurt you directly, perhaps first more hurting a, your customer and therefore indirect pain on your business? So I'd say somewhere between a million and two million rand a month as a group. Wow. In terms of pure diesel costs. Mm-hmm. And we've spent in excess of 20 million rand on solar installations, and that will be onwards going and carrying on in, in our businesses. Again, just part of our DNA to move off you know, the generators. The thing that's really surprised me the most is how resilient our customers have been in okay. keeping their businesses going, notwithstanding all these outages. I think South Africans, by and large, have learned how to operate with these incredible challenges. Yeah, they're making the plan. Some of the divisions replacement part services solutions, particularly looking at the industrial, revenue was up 8%, credit provisions and some lower forex gains took some shine off. Are the credit provisions a worry or is that just a part of the business at this stage of the economic cycle? You know, it was quite a strange thing. We had two internationally renowned mining companies in the DRC mm-hmm. who've asked us to comply with the 51% localization requirements, which is like the BE requirement in, in mm-hmm. the country. We have a 30% partner who complies and we're reluctant to give him the other 21% because we don't think he's the right partner to drive our business forward. So we're busy trying to identify the right partner and until we do so, the debtors haven't paid us and that's why we made the provision. Your capital equipment, really good year, revenue up 9%, profit up 34 operating profit. Is that really just pushing through efficiencies through the business? Yeah, it's run by an incredible team, really experienced, know their business well, great, great products at a great price. And we're just seeing the order book there looking really, really good. So I'm hopeful that for the full year we'll have another good another good six months. Keen on a minority shareholder there, but that also doing well and expanding into other markets and beyond Asia as well. Yeah, we're working hard on building out the factory from China mm-hmm. and building the factory now into Japan. And once that factory gets to an ability to service the US market, we'll be able to deal with the 25% import duty that we currently have to pay. So there's quite a nice incentive us for, to do that. And in addition to that, we think that that strategy can service the Japanese market in a more material fashion. Gotcha. We'll leave it there. Stephen Joffe, Invicta CEO, appreciate the time. And that's our poll today. The stock is pretty much sideways over the last year and a half. And yes, a tough set of numbers there, but a really well-run business, well-managed, and I think great potential. The question we're asking is, do you hold it? Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and X. If seagulls were harder dars who could afford to retire to the coast, what kind of bird would you be? Would you soar over the savannah or chase summer around the globe? You see, even when you stop working, your money won't. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. I'm chatting with Martin Hatadani. He's a senior manager for retirement at NMG Benefits. Martin, appreciate the early morning uh, retrenchment. It's never nice being retrenched. It's always, a, I think, probably a, a fairly shocking and, and, and financially and emotionally difficult uh, experience. In, in the current environment, perhaps even worse, it, it's tough out there with high inflation, high interest rates, uh, and especially bad time, perhaps, for possible retrenchment. That's right. Morning, Simon. Good morning to your, to your listeners. True, eh? it's, it's getting to be worse these days. And um, 
if you look at the stats, <laughs> retrenchment is getting to be the thing because now we're sitting at stats of at least about 32% of mm. people being unemployed. And this is expected to get to at least about 33% by the end of this quarter. And the key thing, I suppose, is that if you are being retrenched, you do have rights. There is a process. I suppose it's important to to understand what those rights are. Key of them being is that there will be a package. Your rights need to be explained to you and, and the company needs to be needs to be open and honest. Oh, yes, most definitely. So once you get to be retrenched, the employer needs to take the first step of notifying the guys that they're going to be retrenched just mm-hmm. to help them prepare. And the employer needs to put a whole lot of stuff in place where they need to make sure that the guys are psychologically prepared. And they also need to make sure that they, the retrenchment gets to be the last thing that they actually table. So they need to look at other options, you know, like maybe getting the guys to work for shorter hours, at least they get to keep their jobs, mm-hmm. or at least to to equip these guys psychologically to ensure that once this actually gets to be a reality, they are psychologically prepared. Well, one of the key points is also severance pay. I mean, is it is it a legal requirement that it's a weak remuneration per year of service, or is that more just a from the goodness of the heart of the companies? Yeah, thanks for raising that, Simon. So there's a couple of packages that these guys need to be entitled to. So yes, there is the severance package. Um, the, there is formulas that is actually used. So they would basically say one week for every year that is that they've actually worked. But it also depends on the financial situation of the company. Mm. There is also some other monies that the guys are entitled to, you know, like your last salary, as well as your leave days. Um, you get to have that. And you also get to have access to your retirement fund if your employer had a retirement fund. But while we're still on that, on the retirement fund, I think it's pretty important that the guys know that it's supposed to be a last option. You need to exhaust the other the other funds before you actually get to your retirement fund. Because remember, at the end of the day, this is money that you're expected to survive with post-retirement. So we strongly recommend that, um, as LFG, we strongly recommend that members should not quickly get into digging into their retirement savings. But in most cases, this is what basically happens. Uh, The guys actually take that money and abuse it or spend it, Mm. sometimes justifiably so, because they most probably do not have other other sources of income. But we strongly recommend that these guys most probably transfer that money to another preservation fund, transfer it to another provident or pension fund, or preserve it within the same employer, because... Uh, if the fund still exists, there yeah. is an option of actually keeping the money within that um, retirement pot. But I, taking the benefit in cash, we, we regard this as the evil option because you're basically stealing <laughs> from the old man or the old woman that you're going to be. I, I mean, I can, and I can see that temptation to cash out. I mean, absolutely. You know, you've just mm, been retrenched. Mm. You don't know when your next uh, sort of paycheck is, is, is going to be coming from. I, I, I suppose this, this really right. is when you need to, to sit down with experts in Excel spreadsheets and, and, and run numbers. I, yeah, I, I know, for example, some mm. corporates do retrenchment. They might even pay three months of, of, of medical aid. You really need to run those That's numbers. Right. True, 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 true. And you've just raised a very valid point, which I think, if anything, uh, what people need to take out of this conversation is the importance of seeking advice. You mentioned that uh, they need to get expert opinions. Mm. One thing that we've noticed in South Africa is people do not utilize the the services available to them. And um, one of the reasons why they also do not speak to financial advisors is because of the expenses associated with Mm. with speaking to a financial advisor. And if you really look at it, if you really get to think of it, when you see a financial advisor and get the right advice, chances are you'd have saved a whole lot by just getting that particular advice because you get to make 
well-informed decisions. A whole lot of guys out there get to be retrained and make ill-informed decisions, and within a few months, they're back to square one. They really do not have any money to actually survive on, and that's where all these things like depression and stuff start kicking in. Yeah, and it depends on circumstances. I mean, you mentioned a moment ago, you know, the, the, the payout will depend. You know, the company might not financially be able to, but oftentimes, I mean, mm. the, the, the company will, will offer assistance, will offer advisors, will offer, as you say, even even uh, right. uh, uh, psychologists and the like to help through that process because it is not fun. No, definitely. That's right. Yeah, so the companies, uh, by law, also need to make sure that they offer these uh, retrenchment counseling sessions, bring in okay. experts. In most cases, uh, if there is enough funds available, they need to bring in someone neutral from outside to actually come in, assist the situation, and give neutral advice to these people. Does that include uh, legal advice? Or, or uh, I'm assuming that the company has done this legally correct yes. and they've followed mm. all, the, mm. all the due diligence in the sense. That's right. It encompasses legal advice as well as financial advice. We we'll leave it there, Martin. As well as psychological advice. As yeah, well. yeah, as well. And, and that perhaps is the big one. I mean, the money's nasty, but but I think the, the mental aspect is probably the, the other really, really big one. Martin Antadani, Senior Manager for Retirement, NMG Benefits. Appreciate the early morning. That's it for today. We were chatting with Nick Kunze yesterday, Sunlam Private Wealth, talking about when interest rates start to come down. They will. The question, I suppose, we could say, and we asked you, is when do you expect those rates to start coming down? Almost half of you said it's going to be around mid next year. That certainly does seem to be where it's uh, what folks are aiming for. Uh, rest was split between saying first quarter of next year. Very optimistic, but certainly there are some views there. Others were saying late in the year. Some were saying actually more hikes still coming. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and X. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning, the MoneyWeb website and the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie, Norbuchle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their time. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow. Tokenization. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.